Hello and welcome back to your favourite weekly podcast. Back at it. You know what, this week was a good weekend of football, man. Like, there were some decent games, but I'm not going to lie, the turnaround was just mad. I forgot completely there were Tuesday and Wednesday games. So, uh, my fantasy football team was affected. For those that are in my league and saw my low points, let's not judge. You know, I just forgot. But we're going to come good this weekend. Yeah, there were some good games, man. Um, some unpredictable results. Uh, my predictions, boy, they went out the window after like the first four games. Um, first game I watched this weekend was Chelsea away at Wolves. Man, do you know what? Wolves, what, two, three games ago, I was looking at them going, yeah, they're, not, they're kind of stuttering a bit. But, man, you know, Jimenez went out with that injury and Podence and Neto have just stepped up. Like, they don't miss Jota at the moment. They really don't. Like, Neto is just doing the business on that wing. And I love seeing, like, a proper left-footed winger. My boy who always talks about Arsenal needing that left-sided winger. That's your guy. You know who you are. But, um, yeah, he's fantastic on the wing. And Podence is just so nifty as well. Like, they equalised after going behind to Giroud's goal, which was just one of them just over the line. You know, them ones just trudges over the line VAR came in yeah goal and yeah like they they did a number on Chelsea um Chelsea would be very disappointed in that obviously Frank's team they're still up there they're still going to do well but results like this are really going to hamper them it's a learning curve I guess because they have brought in a lot of players but he's still going to expect better performances from some of the guys like Werner what hasn't scored in 10 games Havertz not really playing his best football at the moment. I said with this guy that it will either take him a long time to adjust to the league or we're just really not going to see it. Like, I think his style is very, like, relaxed and chilled. Doesn't have, like, that burst of pace that sometimes he might need in the league. Um, he's still young, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm not really seeing it with him at the moment. He may come good and he may prove his doubt is wrong. But, yeah, all in all, Lamps won't be happy. And sooner or later, he might start getting some flack like uh, Arteta and Solskjaer because, well, he seems to be getting away with it at the moment, quietly. You know what I mean? Everyone loves a bit of fat Frank. The game following this uh, was Man City West Brom. Shock result. Like, that's even beyond shock result. What? Man City. This is West Brom. I think they had conceded the most goals in the league. A defence. And as I said in the last podcast, what? Ivanovic, Ajayi. And they drew 1-1. Like, honestly, man. Like, Johnston in goal, though, phenomenal. Some of the saves he pulled off. Like, I switched off the game after, I think, 80, 81 minutes, 82 minutes. And then all I saw was, wow, wow, in some of the comments. I was thinking, what's going on? And I just saw the save. I think the one from Gundogan was good. But a Sterling one, man, I was like, wow. Like, you know, he did very, very well with that. Pep was fuming, you could see it. Like he wasn't sitting down the whole game. And you know what? I don't even think it's just the performances of you know the um sorry, not in the performances of them. I don't even think it's just the fact that they didn't win. It's the performances of getting out of some of the better or inverted commas, better players. Like Jesus has been poor for a while now. And with Aguero out so frequently, they need this guy to step up. You know, I think it was two seasons ago when Aguero was out for a bit, this guy stepped up. He was getting pivotal goals, pivotal assists, was doing well. But I don't know what's happening to him, man. I really don't know what's happening. I just don't think he's good enough. And I know Pep recently said um, he's not going to 
get a new striker. But in the summer, they're going to have to. You know, if Jesus is putting in these type of games and Aguero is injured as much as he is, and what, he's 32 now, I think, they need to look to changing him. Who knows, man? Haaland move could be on, you know, on the books. God forbid. Um, but yeah, they'll be disappointed with that. West Brom, buzzing, you know what I mean? Buzzing and then Bilic gone. Like, that was mad. I did say in my last podcast that they'll get rid of him, but I thought it was going to be, like, closer to Christmas, if anything. Oh, say closer to Christmas, closer to the end of the year. But, yeah, they've done it now. And it's a bit of a surprise they did it after this result because the team may have been on a high and might have been able to put in some wins after. You know what I mean? Um, but Big Sam's coming. Never been relegated. So, boy, whoever's got uh, West Brom next, good luck. You know what I mean? Block of five, block of six, man, it's going to be difficult. But yeah, that was a decent game. And I'm vexed. De Bruyne didn't really do much. Captain got me eight points. Absolutely vexed. In another draw, Arsenal had Southampton at Emirates. Theo Walcott went back and scored. Man, it was written. You knew he was going to do this. And you know what? People complaining, saying, oh, why is he celebrating? Bruv. If I scored a goal, I don't care how long I've been at the club. I'm celebrating. I've scored a goal. I can't hold the feeling of scoring a goal. Like the Arsenal fans that are piping up complaining need to stop, you know, they need to jam with that. Because, listen, he deserves it. He's performing well. You know, I know a lot of Southampton fans, when he went there, were a bit like, hmm, like, what's going on? Like, what are we getting here? Because Everton really didn't see the best of him. But he's performing fantastically well. And that shows how good a manager and how good the team are at the moment there. They're such a well-drilled team. You can see it. Like, there were spells in the game where they're doing these one-two passes and Arsenal were just struggling to get the ball off them. You know what I mean? At the back, they look strong. They've got some new Van Dijk and Vestergaard, who two seasons ago was, mate, no one even knew who he was then. Uh, Him and Bednarek are forming a good partnership. You know, Carl Walker-Peters and Bertrand, uh, right and left back, look decent. So, yeah, no, things looking up for them. And um, they're not going to finish as high as they are now in the league, but definitely can be fighting for top eight, most definitely. Arsenal, it's tough to judge them on that one because, obviously, they're equalised. And, again, another red card. Like, and what's so frustrating for Arsenal is that every time they seem to be coming into a game, the red card comes. Um, I don't know if people recall, Arsenal played Leicester, was, I think at the time it was one, they were one nil up. Look what happened. Vardy then went, scored, you know what I mean? And then the game changed. So, yeah, Arteta really needs to try and sort that out as soon as he can. Um, hopefully the players are listening to him because at the moment, boy, not too sure about that. But yeah, I guess results will come. If they just keep pushing, they'll get a couple of wins together. But the issue for them is that teams above are still picking up victories. So the gap is getting even bigger and bigger. But yeah, we'll see what happens in the next game. And yeah, tough game away at Everton. Let's see. Let's see. Leeds mashed up Newcastle. 5-2. Man, Newcastle took the lead. But you never felt they were going to hold on to that. Like, it just it just was never going to happen. Like, Steve Bruce, I, he's one of the managers, yeah. Like, I don't know what he really brings. Um, He was a great player. But as a manager, I don't see it. I think the only time I thought, okay, he might be all right, there was a spell at Birmingham and the season when Hull got to their FA Cup final and they lost a 3-2 to Arsenal. But, yeah, I don't really see much from him. And the team in Newcastle, Jamal Lewis, they signed, hasn't looked that good. 
And with their defence, they've never really had a solid defence. You know, I'm not sure if Lascelles is fit at the moment, but they played Shah, Kieran Clark. And yeah, they just seem to be having a lot of issues. Callum Wilson's there, Ryan Fraser, they play all right, but Leeds were just dominant. Like there was a stage, uh, Leeds went 3-2 up, Alioski scored, and they just carried on bombing on. Like anyone else would go, oh, you know, we're 3-2 up, let's, let's get this three points, let's chill. These men were just like, nah, they were gone forward. Harrison scored a fantastic goal. And Bielsa will be buzzing with that. And going into the Manchester United game, they're going to be high in confidence. And we know the rivalry between them two teams as well. Um, so that will be a tricky one for Man United. But Leeds, very good. I said before the start of the season, I think Leeds will get top eight. I know their defence <clears throat> <pardon me. laughs> is uh, not the best. But going forward, fantastic. I just think they need to be a bit more clinical. And yeah, top eight will definitely, definitely be on for them. Everton went away to Leicester. A uh, comfortable win for them. Uh, this is exactly what I meant about Leicester. Leicester, that team, you know, you see a couple of wins for them, you think, oh, Leicester can do it. This season up there, Rodgers is going to be different, whatever, whatever. No. Like, Everton went there. Schmeichel was poor. Should have saved Richarlison. Richarlison shot easily. Like, it wasn't even the best shot at all. You know what I mean? I think they really miss Suyonshu and Evans, definitely at the back. Like, I think they played Ndidi and Fafana, and Fafana hasn't been at his best over the last couple of games. Ever since the game at Anfield, where he looks like he lost his confidence, he hasn't been that good at all. So they really need to fix up as soon as, because as I said with um, with Arsenal, the teams above will just start breaking away. And before you know it, where you were top four, you're now in top eight, top nine, top ten. So yeah, they need to buck that up as soon as they can. Everton will be very happy with that result. Solid from Everton. Um, Awobi still surprising me. Like he, <laughs> he's hit this new lease of life under Ancelotti. Um, he's one of them players you really don't know what you're gonna get from him. We just put him on and go. Okay, this is what I need you to do. Come on, and you'll see it in the game and go. Oh, okay, there we go. That's it. That's what I want. Keep doing that. But he's he's more confidence player. And don't be surprised if this guy goes against Arsenal and just performs as Walcott did at the Emirates. Just takes on whoever's at left back fast or whips it in, cover the goal again. Um, but yeah, no, he's playing very, very well. And credit where it's due. Uh, Leicester, boy, go away to Tottenham next game. Tough, tough game. I don't think their record against Tottenham is too good. So Rodgers will be hoping for a change of fortunes in this one. He definitely needs some of his uh, starter defenders back, like Castagna and Pereira, in order to push for, further forward. Another draw in the weekend, another 1-1. West Ham, Palace. Palace, uh, they started well. Benteke scored again, which was a shock. Like, this guy, you know, he's on a run at the moment. What was that? Was it two goals in two? Two and two? So, he's doing all right. And um, he got sent off. He's sending off really bothered me. Uh, when a ball goes in the air as a striker or even as a midfielder, to jump for the ball, you have to use your hands as some type of leverage. Not even put on a player to just assist you as you, you know, you're going up. I'm actually doing it as I'm speaking. <laughs> um, and yeah, like they sent him off, get two yellows. How was he expecting him to jump for the ball? You can't jump with your hands by your side. Come on. Now, some of these refs need to really put uh, things into perspective. It's very frustrating. You've got this whole VAR thing and you're sending man off for that. Like, this is a man's game, you know. And this is what you're doing. Nah, ridiculous. Like, didn't deserve that send-off. That needs to be rescinded ASAP. Um, West Ham will count themselves fortunate for that. Um, Halle scored an amazing goal. You know, these people that I, I said, 
well, disappointed this season, just coming back to bite me. Starting with Jollington, now we've got Halle. You know, maybe I should stop talking about them, then we'll see the old them. Uh, and Kufal, who they got at right back, just reminds me of Zabaleta. But his deliveries are always spot on. Always spot on. Like the delivery for Halle, he just killed it just enough at the right height that allowed him to perform that bicycle kick, which was an amazing finish. Amazing, amazing finish. But Palace won't be too disheartened by that draw. Um, they'll just move through that one. They drew against Tottenham, drew against West Ham. Not that bad, you know. So going to the weekend, they'll be hoping for a win. And, you know, Palace, that type of team, you don't know, really, you're not really sure where they're going to finish on the table. Uh, I think with them, they're going to look just outside top 10. You know, they always get found out in certain games, you know, against the little teams as well. So, um, yeah, I don't really expect too much from them. West Ham, on the other hand, are performing very well. Suchek as well, I forgot to add him. And Ogbonna, uh, who I was very, very um, sceptical of when he first came. I was like, why are they signing this guy? I saw him, he wasn't that good. But he's probably been a player of the season along with Declan Rice. So things are looking up. Moy's doing well. And yeah, up the Yammers. Fulham played Brighton in a... See, this game, like... It's one of them games you see on paper and you go... Okay, I don't know if I want to watch that one. Like, Welbeck was wasteful. Lalana goal ruled out by VAR. And Fulham are performing a lot better. Like, they're a tougher opposition now. And again, prediction early in the season, I said, oh, they'll get worse points tally than Derby. Whew, how wrong I was. That would be Sheffield United's job. Um, but yeah, Fulham been doing very well. Look a bit more solid in defence now. And going forward, seem to create a lot more chances. So... I think they might be all right. You know, if they can go in January and sign a couple of good players, who knows? Who knows? And Scott Park will be pleased with what he's seeing and will be hoping their good fortunes continue. I don't even know, like, the next game. I want to save the Liverpool one till the end because there was some stuff in that game that ooh, was very interesting. Uh, we'll go to yesterday's games. We had uh, Villa Burnley. Man, like, nil-nil. Yeah, Villa, 27 shots. I was I was like watching the highlights going, what the hell? Like, how did they not score? Off the line, post, just wide. And Burnley are rugged, man. Like, they, they, they're they the only team I know that can have 27 shots at, like, at them. Or at them, because not all of them were targeted. But 27 shots in general in the game and survive without conceding. Something about Sean Dyche and these boys, man, I'm telling you. And uh, there was a save Nick Pope made from, I think it was El Ghazi's free kick. Absolutely phenomenal. I thought he just hit the bar directly. When I watched it again, he, the, oh, the nearest of fingertips hit the bar, went over. Amazing save. And he's a quality goalkeeper, man. You know, Gareth Southgate wants to talk about, oh, number one, number one, this. There's the number one. Like, stop wasting time. Forget the rest of them. Put this guy in goal. But yeah, now, Burnley were lucky to get away at that draw. And it was just one of the games where, like, how the hell was it nil-nil? But Dean Smith will be slightly concerned because they seem to be a bit wasteful in front of goal at the moment. So he needs that to change because, obviously, he wants to climb the table as soon as possible. So, yeah, let's see what happens on the weekend's game for them. United, or, or say United, or both Uniteds. Man United played, went away to Sheffield United. Henderson, they put in goal to start over De Gea. I think he forgot where he was. Like, this guy... Opening five minutes, you know, delays on the ball, McGoldrick scores. 
He's one of them guys, like, when he scores, you start to think to yourself, what have we done wrong? Because he don't score. I see him play for Ireland, yeah. This guy just runs, 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 no goal. So, yeah, they would be very disappointed by that one. But then it just seemed like once uh, Sheffield United scored, it just woke United up. Uh, Bruno wasn't doing too much. He was having one of his quieter games, but Pogba was good. And man of the match for me, Marcus Rashford. He was a danger every time that ball went through to him. His finish and touch was superb, absolutely amazing. And he was just direct, and Sheffield United just couldn't handle him. And I think it was the third goal, so Marcus Rashford second. Ramsdale, I don't know what the hell he was doing. I read somewhere, someone was taking a mic out of him, calling him Ramsdale. 100% that has to be his name. Sheffield United went and spent, what, 18 million on this guy. I think he was at Sheffield United years ago. And what he has done, nothing. He has brought no confidence to that defence. At least with Henderson, you knew they were going to keep some clean sheets here and there. You know, I remember last season, I was putting Henderson in my, in my fantasy football team, knowing, you know, they could keep a clean sheet. Defence looked a bit more solid. They're always going to concede, and you know that now. So, yeah, they need to sort that out ASAP, because one point, one point at this stage of the season, now you're having a laugh, mate. They need to sort that out, because things are looking peak for them. Real, real peak. And listen, they could, I know I said it with Fulham, but they could easily get less points than Derby. And that is saying something. In the game of the weekend, in my opinion, I say weekend, you know, of the week, in my opinion, Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Liverpool were dominant. First 20 minutes, 20, I say 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, you thought 2, 3, they'll score. Salah got the lucky goal, did the deflection, but they were ways to had a lot of chances and then Son punished them. And that's the thing with Tottenham this year is that Mourinho seems to have them, you know, they'll concede, but there's no panic. They know they've got quality to get a goal. And at 1-1, half-time, you thought, oh, Mourinho's done it again. And they had their chances. Oh, Bergwin missed, Kane. I think Kane's so used to this, this uh, defensive role now, he's doing defensive headers. Man headed it above or bounced off the floor over the bar. You know what I mean? I don't know how he missed that. And, uh, yeah, as I said before, Bergwin missed a couple of chances. And, yeah, Tottenham will be very disappointed. Last, what, last kick of the game, uh, Firmino, who doesn't really score anyway. Um, and, yeah, Liverpool will be very pleased with that. You know, they've been grinding out these wins without a lot of first-team players. So the fear for everyone is, imagine, if they're going to be top or near abouts, and they get everyone back fit. Obviously, we know Van Dijk won't be back till probably next season now. They could sell this league again. They easily could. You know, Marnie hasn't even scored in a couple of games, so he's not even hit the ground yet, hit the ground running yet. So it is scary when you think about it. Reese Williams at the back, he performed well. Apart from the Son goal, he was his positioning was a bit all wrong for that. But other than that, I think the whole Liverpool uh, team performed uh, well. And yeah, as I said, this. Looking a bit dangerous for everyone else at the moment. Mourinho was uh, saying, oh, the best team lost. But when I checked the stats, stats were telling me something else. Like, because last time I checked, 76% possession to Liverpool, 24 to Tottenham. So what game was he watching? Like, I really don't understand. You know what I mean? Obviously, we don't want to get, don't or go overboard with the Spurs defeat. Because what, this is the first time Spurs have lost since losing 1-0 uh, at home in September. So let's put uh, some perspective. They're doing all right, doing very well. So, yeah, i just a bit baffled by that comment. Klopp will be buzzing. I don't think Mourinho's actually beaten Klopp. I, I may be wrong on that. If someone, you know, can find a stat otherwise, then 
you know, prove me wrong. But yeah, I don't really don't think he has. But yeah, you know what? I'll give him his dues though, because the plan was working. Had they have scored them chances, we would have all said master plan. It worked. One nil down, come back, take the lead, and you win at Anfield. You know what I mean? It just doesn't seem like Liverpool are gonna lose at Anfield at this rate. I think what is it now? Sixty six games unbeaten? Like that's just a phenomenal, phenomenal record. I can't see that getting beaten for a hell of a long time. But yeah, that was a great game. I really enjoyed it. And for me, it was the game of the um the game of the week of this the weekend again. Week for sure. Seeing as these games come thick and fast, I'm thinking, let me just add some little predictions at the end. I need to start getting some of these right, because I've had some horrendous predictions recently. So we're gonna go first one, Palace at home to Liverpool. It won't be easy. Uh, we saw this when uh, Liverpool played Fulham. They struggled a bit. And Palace will be better opposition than that. They've got a lot of tricky players as well. I'm going to go Liverpool 2-1 winning this one. Hopefully Salah scores as well. My fantasy football captain. My opponent. Listen, I ain't scared. So I'm telling you my captain is now. But yeah, Salah to get a goal hopefully. But yeah, I think 2-1 to Liverpool that one. City away at Southampton. Very tough game. Very tough game. I would not be surprised if Southampton take the lead and it's one of them games where City are battering, trying to batter down the door and it's not happening. But with the draw in the week, I really do feel that Pep knows they've got to come correct. And I can see Aguero getting more minutes and they don't, they're a different opposition with him in the team. So if he plays and starts, I think they can win. I'd go for a 2-1. If I see Jesus up there, this could easily just be a draw or a Southampton victory. But yeah, if we're a start, I'm going to say 2-1 win to see. Everton play Arsenal in one of the evening games. Tough for Arsenal. Very, very tough. Everton off the back of two great wins. Oof. It's going to be very tricky for Arsenal. Uh, I feel they know they need to win. I feel like it's one of them where... It's all at how Everton come. Oh yeah, fans are not in the game in the stadiums now, so I'm not too sure because I saw a big difference in Everton uh, last week against Chelsea when the fans were there. So without fans, I don't think it will be the same game. So I'm gonna go. You know what? Yeah, let me let me risk this one. I'm gonna go two one Arsenal in this one. Aubameyang to score again. I think he's gonna go on a goal scoring run now. So I'm gonna say yeah, Aubameyang to score, Arsenal to win two one. The late game on the Saturday, Newcastle at home to Fulham. This is a lot tougher than it would have been four or five weeks ago. Fulham are playing a lot better. And I could see, I can see Fulham winning this one. Actually, I can't. Uh, yeah, do you know what? No, I'm going to go 1-1 draw on this. I think even though Fulham are playing better, Newcastle at home are a decent opposition. When the fan, Even with the fans not there, they still do their bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1, but an entertaining 1-1 draw. I can see that happening. Sunday, we have four games. Uh, starting with Brighton, Sheffield United. You know what? This team, Sheffield United, one point. I keep saying it. Like, this is like the third time I said it now. It's just so embarrassing. I, don't, I can't see them winning again. I think Brighton are going to beat them. And, boy, like, they're running out of time to win. So I'm going to go Brighton to win this one, 2-1. It's important Lamptey's fit for Brighton as well. When he's there, he makes a big difference to how they play. And they're a lot more quick, you know, a lot more dynamic and it cause a lot more problems for their opponents. So, yeah, I'm going to say Brighton 2-1. Uh, 
one of the biggest games of the weekend, Tottenham-Leicester. Tough, tough game for Leicester. Um, with the with the way they've been playing, it's very hard to call. You don't know what Leicester you're going to get. Are we going to get the Leicester that played at Anfield? Are we going to get the Leicester that played um, at Arsenal? Or the one that played at Man City? You know what I mean? If we get the one that played at Man City, boy, they could go to Spurs and win easy. But Son and Kane, that double act, boy, that, that Penn and Teller thing they've got going there. I just think they're just finding a way of grinding out wins now. And I feel like Spurs will grind this one out again. I don't think we're going to get the old school 4-3 results we used to get from these two teams. So I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham in this one. Marina will be buzzing with that. Man United versus Leeds. Big game. Rivalry. You know what I mean? That's one of them games where I wish the fans were there. Like You can just imagine the atmosphere at that game with them fans. And this won't be easy. Like Leeds, they're not here to play. Like we know whoever they play, they're like, cool, this is what we do. We're sticking to it. And they cause problems for anyone. So this is gonna be one of Man United's toughest games of the season, I feel. Uh another tough one to call. I'm gonna go do you know what? I'm gonna go draw in this one. I'm gonna go two two. And yeah, I feel like Man United are gonna struggle. We saw against Sheffield United, Sheffield United had their chances but didn't put them away. So Leeds are a bit better. So if they Leeds get them same chances that Sheffield got They'll be putting them ones in the net. So, yeah, I'm going to go 2-2 in that one. West Brom at home to Villa. Sam Ladas' first game. You can just see it, in it. Like, that type of game where Allardyce, Dice's team get the goal, shut up shop, it's 1-0. You know what I mean? You can really see it. And the way Villa have been missing chances and been wasteful, I can really see them. I can actually see them struggling in this one. I don't want to even say a boring game. But yeah, I just really don't see much going on in this one. So I'm going to go... Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go 1-1. I'm going to go 1-1 in this one. I don't feel like both teams will score too many goals. And as I said before, Villa haven't been the best. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Monday, we've got two games. First one being Wolves away at Burnley. It's a tricky one to call. Everyone knows what I think about Burnley. You know, these recent games haven't really changed my mind. <laughs> but I can see, it's one of them games where you can see another clean sheet for Burnley. Uh, I think they got had one against Arsenal, one against uh, Villa now. And yeah, it'll be one of them. Unless, listen, if Podence and Neto perform half as well as they did against Chelsea, there'll be big problems. I can see big problems for um, for Burnley because their, their fullbacks won't be able to handle them too. There's no way. I think Fabio Silva needs to do a bit more up top. And I'm not sure if Traore is going to start with his baby old arms. But, um, yeah, if they start them free, Traore, Pudence and Neto, big problems for Burnley. Massive, massive problem. But, yeah, uh, if anyone's going to win this one, I'll say Wolves. I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves in that one. Narrow, narrow victory. In the final game of the game week, we've got Chelsea at home to West Ham. You know, you probably see that and with the signings Chelsea have made and go, Chelsea, yeah, easy win. But, man, we know how much West Ham love playing Chelsea. Actually, they love playing certain London teams away from home. So, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I feel West Ham going to go there. I think they're going to do a job. I feel they're going to come away with a point, and I'm going to go 1-1. One, one, and the guys, Sufal, is it Kufal? Sufal and Suchek, to play a big part in that game. So, yeah, I'm going to go 1-1 one, one in that one. And there's some good games. Like, I'm actually really excited to watch these games. I'm going to try and get 
to see all of them live. I'm not sure if they're on Prime or BT Sport. But yeah, I'm going to try and catch them games. And I need to focus on doing well with my team. As you notice, I didn't really mention fantasy football this week. Tells you what happened. Um, but it's gonna it's a new week, new beginnings. Like We're going to do this properly. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Before I add the predictions in this one, because these games are coming around thick and fast. And hope you're back next week, where hopefully we can go over some great games and hopefully three or four predictions right this time. Wish me luck. See you guys next week.